Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An Internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're tuning in from. I've got a huge, huge, amazing guest, uh, uh, an amazing historian and researcher uh, with me today, Dr. Uh, David Imhotep is the first person in the world to hold a Ph.D. with a specialization in ancient African history. He's the author of The First Americans uh, Were Africans, Documented Evidence, and has traveled the world researching for the last 30 years, searching for relevant, interesting uh, evidence. Dr. Imhotep has also appeared on numerous television and radio shows across the globe and has been featured in magazines and newspapers such as the New York Times. Uh, he has many lectures and presentations that are filled with cutting-edge data, designed to break the long-held myths and confirm the long-held beliefs. Welcome, Dr. Imhotep. How are you? I'm very well. I hope everyone is well there. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into it. That name sounds so familiar. Oh, I already had the book. <coughs> it was required reading uh, material. However, I think that book, that first edition of that book came out, I think, around 2011 or something like that, 2012? Exactly. Exactly, 2011, yes. And so now what I'm hearing is it's pretty much almost a new book. I mean, if it was like the Bible, it would be like the 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 the, the, uh, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Now you're combining the two. You have that much more research uh, that you have done and have uh, uncovered and found. Is that right? Exactly. Since that's like 2011, I've uh, doubled the um, the uh, volume of the book. I've got 14 more pictures, and I have almost a thousand footnotes. Good God. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. What, what led you to this work? Um, during my dissertation, which was um, about um, Egypt, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Egypt specifically, uh, actually the Nile Valley, specifically Egypt, uh, predated Mesopotamia, specifically Sumer. And uh, while doing that dissertation, I came upon this information about Americans going to um, to uh, Africans going to the Americas, and I wanted to put that in my um, dissertation. And my my um, doctoral uh, um, uh, members, uh, who always guide you um, as to what to do in a doctoral, said that would be uh, too uh, far out just to make that a a book sometime after I finished my dissertation. So that's what I did. I didn't include that in the dissertation, and uh, I am now uh, writing about that uh, singularly. Wow. So we, you know, we evolve as as information and consciousness evolves. You know, uh, when we were kids growing up, uh, we thought Christopher Columbus discovered America. Uh, we didn't know that there was people here already here that how can you discover? I remember I remember when I was a kid watching Richard Pryor saying, "How the hell can you discover something that was already here?" Uh, and, 
And then uh, as you, you grow up and get even more conscious, if you're, if, you're, if you're lucky and blessed and you're on the right track, you will run into a Dr. David M. Hotep who will tell you and show you historically that, nope, the Native uh, Americans weren't the first uh, on this continent. They were actually Africans. Wow. Walk us through that diaspora, that history of how and when the first Africans showed up. Uh, a piece come out that it's not uh, proven yet, but uh, they have evidence uh, saying that uh, they have found um, some people were working bones and, and pulling uh, bone marrow out of um, uh, mastodon, those of the old uh, elephants uh, in, in the Americas. And this was, this happened 130,000 years ago, this thing. So wow. uh, now, right, now they're, you know, the... Uh, Folks are not coming after me anymore saying 100,000 is too early. Uh, they're going after the 130,000-year-old guy. So that's a, that's a, a weight off my shoulders. But uh, uh, hopefully that will uh, come through as well. Uh, so that's, um, that is how uh, the, the dates that we have that, that go far, 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 far back, uh, further than uh, anyone has ever thought about. Now, the, the date 100,000 years old was based on... Um, um, some information in Sierra de Capovera Park in Brazil, where they found uh, people were working stones and making stone tools, and um, they dated the, to the, the uh, stone tools by not by carbon dating because you can only date things that once were alive or lived by carbon. So they had to do it by another way, which is thermoluminescence dating, which dates the loss of electrons uh, through the years. So um, this was taken and it was done and it was found to be around 100,000 years old. And so we know that there were, uh, for sure, there were Africans in, uh, in the um, South America, in Brazil, 100,000 years ago. This is absolutely amazing. I remember seeing some uh, information where there was, uh, I think it's in the San Diego Museum somewhere, I think it was only 60,000 years old. Uh, of, of what was then the first African that they had uh, discovered um, uh, in America on this continent, which was absolutely amazing because, again, you just think the Native Americans have always been here, but that is absolutely not the case. Before we get into how uh, the Native Americans became Native Americans, let's go a little deeper in. Uh, one would ask the question, well, how, how did Africans – uh, get to the Americas from Africa. Um, and I discovered from your work that uh, we uh, were the first and also created and invented sailing and shipbuilding. That's right. Talk to us about that. Yes. Well, um, you know, the uh, first uh, civilizations uh, crept up along the, the Nile village, the Nile uh, River, which is the umbilical cord to, uh, to uh, Africa. And um, was the first great river that people ever uh, navigated on. Um, the um, first sign of of, of uh, going in the water and, and floating down the water, would, they would see um, these people would see um, uh, uh, sticks and pieces of bamboo and other things uh, going down the Nile, and they wanted to cross the Nile, so they would hold on to you know the wood or the papyrus, whatever, and uh, they would go over that way, and then. From there, they would get a, a tree and hollow out a tree and go 
and, and make that into a canoe, and it would um, go from a small canoe to dugout canoes, which were so long and so well built. Some of them were taken across the uh, the records of people uh, going across the Atlantic uh, in, in dugout canoes. And then, of course, they went to uh, sailboats and to larger boats. And uh, um, they, they just uh, went on and on and on until um, we do have a, um, a uh, speaking of coming to the Americas, uh, the Pope of all, which is the Bible for the Mayans, uh, uh, they speak of men, uh, the Mayans seeing men uh, coming uh, into the land for the first time in ships of bark. So the first ships, of course, were made of papyrus reed, which is uh, a reed that looks very much like uh, um, uh, um, the sugarcane reed. Um, and uh, they uh, uh, would make these boats out of, of, of reed and, and, and go all around the world and, and do whatever they needed to do. But this, this, uh, this Pope of all quote uh, saying they, they came in ships of bark um, differ, uh, differentiates them uh, from something else. So when they say ships of bark, uh, they're thinking that, well, there must have been something else, and they're speaking about the reed boats. So the ships of bark came far, 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 uh, far uh, further along the line um, after reed boats had been here for a couple, couple hundred thousand years. So um, Africans just have been navigating the seven seas, um, the rivers, all the rivers on the planet, and uh, of course they were first. If they're the first people, then they were the first sailors as well. Make the people. Uh, well, on that note, on that note, on that note, if um, if Indians had if, if Indians had been first, they would have been uh, uh, the first people to do things. If Asians had been first, they would be first. If white folks had been first, they would be first. But Africans that makes sense. That makes first. sense. The Indians would have left the Americas and went uh, to Africa, right? So if, uh, there you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Didn't go the other way around, people. So, you <laughs> so you were. I, I think it was your work and research, which is, gosh, absolutely amazing. Uh, so I forgot the gentleman's name who did the test, but you were talking about natural currents, and he took a, uh, I don't know, a canoe or some type of of, of boat or something. You'll just uh, explain it better than I would, but there were some natural currents, and he just did a test to see where the natural right. currents would take him, and he, he left Africa. I forgot what part of Africa he left. He left the shores of Africa and ended up in America in 52 days. He, yeah, he was a Nigerian, and he wanted to prove that, uh, that, that, that Nigerian doctor, by the way, and he wanted to prove that uh, there was a current there. So he had a supply ship, of course, uh, but he put off into the uh, the Atlantic off of Nigeria, and uh, the, now get this, he came over, he got into the, the current without a, a a sail, without a motor, without a paddle, without anything, he just threw the boat in the water and let it go along the natural current. And it, um, he uh, was supplied by a supply ship. They would drop him water and uh, and um, food, but they would not touch the ship, which means it. Went along its own merry way on a virgin, uh, virgin um, trip. So uh, yes, he did make it in 52 days, and that is from Africa to uh, to the Americas. Now, if uh, he had put, in, if if they do did the same thing with sails on it, I asked the sailor, you know, a man who did a lot of navigating there, how long would that take it off off of 52 days? He said about 15 to um, 15 to 20 days. Uh, uh, also, they probably were, were making this um, 
this uh, long voyage from Africa to the Americas in a month or less. So that's we're talking about mass transportation at that time. That was the fastest mode of transportation at that time. That was huge. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that is that is no, that is really that's a big deal, folks. If you're listening and understanding what that means, is that you know they could look at the American, not even looking at probably some of the other countries that might have been closer, but. That is, talk about populating the planet, that's like going to another, literally going to another planet, going to another mm-hmm. continent, uh, and, and building and vacationing and, and uh, taking their crops and taking their, their, their culture with them. And your research and work is, is, is evident of that because one of the uh, things that, that is uh, uh, germane to uh, Africans is our building and the building of pyramids and mounds that I remember you talking about uh, in your work. And what you've discovered is literally there is no continent uh, on this planet that does not have pyramids and mounds. Including Antarctica. Including, including Antarctica. Wow. Okay, that's, that's insane. Yeah, because we're looking so far back that, there, you know, this was before the Ice Age. This was before uh, this was the beginning of civilization. So... A lot of things over time, uh, either the, the ice, the water has been covered up and eroded or what have you, but all of these things have been shown and found. And, well, well, who built them? Somebody had to build them. That was the first Africans, that was the first people to populate this planet. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so now... There is a lot of uh, debate, or has been a lot of debate. You've actually killed it, <laughs> of, of, of uh, you know, how the Native Americans became Native Americans. Walk us through uh, that journey of these Africans going to various different parts of the world, uh, in Asia and various different parts of the world, and literally, you know, uh, hundreds of years developing culture, raising family. Uh, and then, again, traveling and coming to that, that next generation, coming to different shores. And, of course, those shores are America. Walk us through how the Native American came about. Okay, we were taught that Native Americans came from Asia uh, across the Bering Straits, and they went down into um, the Colorado area and, uh, and created the, uh, had a little civilization in uh, Clovis or uh, which was near Oklahoma or in Oklahoma. And uh, they claimed it was around 16,000 years old. And um, after many years of looking into that, the authorities came to see that that was incorrect. And they couldn't have come back in that way because there was a nature that was... Uh, breaking up there, Doc. I want to make sure I get all of this. You're yeah. breaking up. I'm breaking up? Yeah, there you go. You're coming back. Your, your voice had faded. Okay. Uh, there, was, there was a glacier that um, separated uh, the um, – that was actually the Bering Straits. It went over the Bering Straits, and it was uh, continued from Asia across the Bering Straits, which are in between, by the way, folks, those who didn't know, who don't know. Um, it's between um, Asia, uh, Asia and, and uh, Alaska. And um, when um, – when this uh, this gigantic glacier uh, formed over, it started 100, uh, 30, 115,000 years ago, 
and it lasted to around 8,000 um, B.C. And um, it was, as I said, it was one to two uh, miles high. It was 15 to 2,000 miles long. So how could a people come across that? You know, number one, there were no plants, okay, because there's no plants growing in ice. Number two, uh, there couldn't be any vegetarian animals that come over. They could live off them because vegetarian animals eat um eat flowers and, and, uh, and vegetation, okay? Then, and that lets out the carnivorous animals because there would be no vegetarian animals for the, vegeta- for the carnivorous animals. Couldn't have island hop because above the city first parallel, everything was snow and everything was ice. And the ice came out and, uh, of course, expands uh, over the, the uh, beaches, so they couldn't have come across any. It's only 1,500 miles. So mm. they, tried, they tried all these ways any different way, any way, any way, except for coming from Africa. Wow. That really, that breaks it down. That makes it plain. Okay, so now we have what Dr. Joy DeGruy calls a preponderance of overwhelming evidence. Um, then who, who, who are the Native Americans? What are they? Well, um, the Africans, of course, were here for, for all those many years, and they were here creating civilizations, uh, they had farms. Hey, check this now. We, we, we were, <laughs> this is another funny story that we're told um, in, in storybooks and you know, on television that, you know, the um, Africans, I'm sorry, the Indians um, were, had bows and arrows and they would kill deer and, and buffalo and different things with their bows and arrows, and, and that's the way they survived. They never, ever, ever show Indians growing anything, and that is a farce. There are stories of of the settlers uh, coming in, the Spanish coming in, and and seeing, oh my God, oh look, at, they come across a, a a hill or a mountain, they see a farm that's one or two miles wide or long with a forest of fruit trees and different things that matter. And they, they were phenomenal farmers in all three Americas. They had been here for a hundred thousand years, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So, so all these uh, uh, little details about. Uh, what they look like and, and who they were and, and who they were not, are, are, it has to be straightened out, and uh, this is my job to straighten those things out. Absolutely, because one of the animals... And in the jungle, yeah, he's the king of the jungle, right? And right. Um, they, they have these uh, natives, they want you to think that these the first Africans ran around in grass skirts with bones in their noses, um, were, were, um, were cannibals, and lived in, in, in grass straw huts. Nothing could be further from the truth. Wow, this is this is good stuff. So, the, talk, talk to us about the Mong, is it the Mongolians? The Mongolians, okay. The Mongolians are those Asians that uh, that came over first. Now, they they um, they wrote a book um, called the the white man called the um, uh, Red Record, um, and their that book was uh, dated to around 2600 BC. And that was when they first came across the Bering Straits, of course, uh, a couple few thousand years after the uh, Bering Straits had um, um, uh, impassable barriers of ice had melted. So when they came over in 2600 B.C., uh, sometimes they would uh, fight the uh, Native Americans and sometimes they would get along with them and, and start uh, crossbreeding. And it is the bloods between the Africans and the Asians whose children first become the first they have Chinese. They don't have the slanted Chinese eye with the epicanthal fold, okay? They're taller. They don't have the shorter arms and legs, okay? Um, 
and uh, they're different. Uh, they're dark. They're a little darker too, and they have the they only have the brachiocephalic uh, um, brain uh, um, skull that's round. They have a long brachiocephalic uh, um, skull that's a longer, narrower one. So you see that they don't look exactly like the Native Americans. They're a little different. So uh, if they're different, why are they different? But they never talked about that either. Wow. So basically, it's just two different uh, uh, geological, in terms of time, um, uh, types of Africans blending with the, with, with the Africans that were already here and creating basically another, uh, basically another race, but not really another race. It's only the human race. They're all, they're all Africans. We're all Africans. Everything is African. Of course. So on the cover of your book, um, the, 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 the photo on the cover of your book uh, looks, looks like my Uncle Pookie, right? I mean, it's just crazy. Is because, that right? Yeah, I swear to God. It looks like a family member. Oh. And it's, fa- it's fascinating to, watch, to see that because, uh, well, I'm going to let you tell the story. Who is that on the cover of your book? How old is that man? This, okay. This man is the last surviving um, um, generation of the first Americans. Um, when the Asians started coming over in 2600 BC, they didn't come over in boats. If they did, uh, it was a small uh, uh, area to pass, pass. So they came in large numbers, in uh, numbers of five and 10 and 20,000. And when they came over, they were they would um, dominate, and um, you know their um, their gene pool uh, slowly but surely outnumbered the the African gene pool, and they started uh, looking more like Asians than Africans. Um, so when they uh, when they came over, um, <clears throat> slowly but surely they got pushed down. The uh, African the the um, native Africans. Uh, got pushed down slowly and slowly, slowly down, further and further, down until it was down in the tip of uh, South America, Tierra del Fuego. Now they either got pushed down, or or their their gene pool was um, was starting to, like I said, fade, and they were becoming lighter. So either either one or both of those phenomena happened. So um, when the um, when the first um, uh, ships uh, from England. Um, uh, were able to uh, make cameras in the, in the 1800s, the first camera they had, they immediately jumped on that um, ship and uh, where they were going to come across the, um, around uh, the Straits uh, in South America up to the Galapagos Islands in uh, the uh, Pacific. And um, so they, they started out from England and went down the ships across the Atlantic. And then not just across the Atlantic, but all the way down south, which is another um, uh, five, four or 5,000 miles, down to Tierra del Fuego at the very tip of South America. And when they got down there, they had been traveling for a few months. And um, they, were, they had to re, uh, replenish their, the reserves of food and, and water. So they put in right down there in the tip of South America. And let me tell you what they saw. They didn't see the Redskin Indians. They saw full-blooded Africans, and it blew their minds. They stayed there for a while, and they studied them, and they, they took a few of them on their boats. And this was, like I said, this is a picture that they took down there, which was the very last um, uh, full-blooded uh, first 
uh, Africans to uh, come into that region. And also, later on, um, someone went out down and took DNA samples of them, and they they um, found that they were the, uh, related to the people in um, the Kalahari Desert, the San, the Koi, Koi Koi, and the uh, Anu. This, you know, this kind of work, as they say, this changes everything. <clears throat> and for those who are, gonna, who, who, are, who are listening and will be listening to this, um, it's going to be a shock to your, if, if, if you are coming from a traditional religion of sort, it's, this is going to be a shock to your system because it obviously doesn't fit with anything remote, remotely related to the creation story. Uh, because we're talking hundreds of thousands of years and, and then some would even go as far back as millions of years in terms of the first uh, 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 of the first of, of humanity uh, coming from the Nile Valley uh, in in Africa. So we're just talking about basically the last hundred thousand years, which is a blip uh, in the in the matrix, if you will, uh, in terms of time. So this is a very very short 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 period of time in terms of the actual. Uh, uh, longevity of of the history of us being first and first meaning first, and that we have created um, every other race and uh, and culture in in, in this world. Uh, and so and that's very so called so called race because there's no such thing as race. A- exactly, which is a construct. That's exactly right. So <clears throat> let's you know let's uh, let's talk about this uh because uh i i know uh, it's coming up uh you know as we as as we're getting uh, through summer uh you know the whole columbus thing talk to us about what this uh, well i can't say what some people have called columbus but <clears throat> he was a punk and uh let's just call it what it is he you know we need to teach our children who columbus was uh, and that there's no way in the world he discovered uh, America because we're looking at a, a population of people that were just savages and barbaric, and everything that they have said about us is actually who they are and were, who they were and who they still uh, are today. Talk to us about Columbus and 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 uh, that part of the of the story. Well, Columbus um, physically never stepped foot in the Americas. Okay, his brother did later on, but Columbus never did. His letters do not show that he was there. He was only on islands, and they they they, they think that the island that he was on was the, uh, was Haiti, and um, he went around to a couple more islands, but he supposedly never stepped foot on on there. But he, now, when he came to the these uh, islands, and his notes from his book and his diary, which we never hear from, say that these were most peaceful, joyful, giving wonderful people that he had ever uh, um, come across. And um, he, he, uh, they stayed there for a little while, and they took some back to, uh, to England with them. Then on the, the second trip back, and he made a couple, a few trips, the second trip back, he came back with, uh, um, with gold in his eyes. He says, I, you know, I've got to find gold because they had found some Africans with gold-tipped spears. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that said, uh-huh, uh, over there. In America, they're using gold to tip spears. There must be gold all around. So they came back with another intention. And when they came back, they they made these Indians, uh, these so-called Indians, um, they made them slaves, and um, they made them showed them where their reserves and different things were. And in most cases, they did not find gold because gold wasn't found everywhere. 
in the Western Hemisphere, just a few different places. Mm-hmm. So um, he came back as a as a hunter, a a a, a cool person, and that that um, uh, also spread to uh, the, the later um, conquistador, which was Ponce Leon, who did the same thing Columbus did. You know, they say Columbus uh, uh, was, was responsible for opening a door to invaders down in the um, uh, Middle Americas, and they killed up um, 100 million. If that's impossible, um, or, or um, um, that type of number of, of people who were inhabiting the the America, the uh, South Americas and Central Americas at that time, and the Soto went up into the uh, North America, and uh, he did the same thing. So this, this is a terrible story. That he this man should not be celebrated as a as a wonderful person. First of all, he did not discover America; the Africans did. And when he came over, he came over as a destroyer not as a one who was bringing two wonderful cultures together to live together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, if you will, that was the first, uh, you know, the, when, when this barbaric race showed up, uh, the Eurasian, that was the first uh, signs of showing what terrorism is. There you they, go. They were straight, they were straight terrorists. Uh, they just came and killed and conquered and raped. And um, they are still doing it today. Uh, and then blame us, uh, 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 and blame us for our own victimization. So, what is the message that you want people to get when they read this book? And- when black folks, it's it's good for black folks too. In that, when you have better better self, better race esteem for your for your so-called race, then that automatically flows into a better self-esteem. And a better self-esteem means that you feel better about yourself and you go out and venture into more things that you would ever have done before. And you want to study more, read more. And say, oh, if, we, if we did it once, we can do it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, how can this work, <clears throat> uh, uh, if it can, or uh, I don't know, how can this work help us with alleviating or liberating us uh, from racism? Well, as I said, you know, um, and, um, in, in the book, uh, another point um, that I made that um, came from um, Dr. French, a wonderful, brilliant uh, Dr. French, who, by the way, was my, my son's um, 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 teacher in, in medical school at, uh, not medical school, but undergrad in Morehouse. And um, I met him in that fashion. That guy, that guy is a brilliant, brilliant fellow. And uh, he showed... Um, um, in his work, that I that I um, put a little bit of his work in my in my book, um, showing you know how white people came about about, and uh, he shows around forty to forty five thousand years ago, um, some Africans, the shorter Africans, went up into um, into Europe, and it was cold. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a. It was a uh, uh, interstitial they called it, which was a warming period in the, in the glacier era, an epoch. And um, they were able to go up there and, and survive for a while. And then after a while, uh, the full force of the glacier came back, and it went from maybe uh, 40 or 50 degrees and in a couple of days down to zero or, or 10, 15 uh, degrees below zero. So at that time, they had to, they had to run inside and, and um, find um, um, places to, to, to get shelter from, from this horrible weather. And the... Uh, most natural places would, 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 
uh, be something that they wouldn't have to build, but they uh, found that they could be they could just go in and, and occupy and um, be safe from the horrible um, disaster that was happening outside, which would be caves. Mm. So slowly, surely, he showed there that um, they were a product of their environment, and they did not get the sun. And the ones that were not near um, large bodies of water or, or rivers, and whatnot, uh, didn't get the vitamin D that they needed, and they started getting rickets. And um, they um, were losing their uh, mel- melanin because there was no sun to uh, give them tans and to get the vitamin D from sun. So slowly but surely, uh, the population that was not near water, they say, uh, they slowly turned uh, lighter. Now I, I met a fellow in. Um, in college, who was in uh, jail for a couple of years, and he was in solitary confinement for a few months at one time. And he said that uh, when he went in, he was a very dark-skinned fellow. When he said he, he came back yeah, out of uh, the solitary confinement, his uh, his cellmates and whatnot, Sarkeesian, called him white boy because he had he had, he had lost a lot of his uh, tan, I say, uh, regular color. And uh, that's what happens when uh, you're confined in an area without without the um, the sun, and I'm um, um, from black to white. Uh, there is a, a, a the most um, celebrated geneticist that uh, one of the most celebrated, Carvelis Sforza, uh, wrote a book called the, the Geography of, of of Human Genes. And um, uh, in that book, on page, it's around two thousand two hundred pages long. It's a phenomenal book. Um, on page one forty five, it emphatically says that um, the lack of sun uh, causes skin to turn lighter. And this is how um, the white folks were created. Um, he doesn't say it in that manner, but he, he says that in a scientific basis way. Wow. So, um, we're, we're, they're just, they're, they're our children. They came from us. They're our nephews and nieces. I love that. They are our children. Now, uh, I remember someone who we both uh, uh, deeply respect is Brother Ka- Professor Kabahia Wasakamane. Mm-hmm. I just talked to him a, a couple of hours ago on a, a, for our weekly session, and we the first show that I did with Brother Kaba, uh he talked about this. Is that right? Same, yeah, the, the, what you just said is that you, you, uh, was the confirmation of what he had uh, said and what he had found in his research as well. And he also he uh, found phenomenal. that... Phenomenal personality and phenomenal researcher, man. I just had to jump that in. The guy's he's a brilliant fellow. Yes, he is. He's Absolutely. Brilliant. No question about it. And also because you're dealing with, and we're also talking about a, a, a long span of time. And we're talking about 100 below zero, 200 below zero temperatures, temperatures that will kill you. And we're talking about then having and being forced into an environment that is constantly trying to kill you. And so here's another level of confirmation. So I had Dr. Uh, Edwin Nichols on my show. And Dr. Edwin Nichols is a 50-year veteran uh, uh, doctorate of philosophy and and psychology. And he uh, studied the axiological uh, journey of, of the Eurasian and basically said the, when the, the environment we understand is what created this new designation of, 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 of an African, an African without melanin and an African with, you know, long hair, straight hair, what have you. 
But what it does for the nervous system in terms of that level of environment creates a person that has to has to uh, uh, become one who must conquer the resources because he showed how you only have three months out of a calendar year to grow your crops and to eat. And if you did not grow that crop uh, properly, if you did not grow that crop properly, you die. And so you only had three uh, months out of a year. So it was when that ice melted just a little bit, just enough for them to grow. So nervous system, which is axiology is the study of human values. And so what it did is it created this barbaric ownership, individualistic, um, um, a conquering, barbaric, mm. savage mentality because you certain people didn't eat. And this is also where cannibalism began because there were obviously times when they didn't eat. So they had to eat their young and they had to eat their elderly. Mm. And so mm. this was, so, so all of what you're, all of this, what you have done is for those who have done some of this homework and have had a, 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 a well-rounded conversation of research with other doctors and laureates such as yourself is all it's doing for me is confirming, ah, this is why they act the way they do. This is why they are the way they are because we are, uh, and he also did the axiological journey of the African and the African-American. We are relational people. We are relationship people. And so mm-hmm. we don't have a concept of, of uh, uh, this barbaric, uh, uh, aspect of not having food and not being able to eat. We, 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 we were closest to the equator. So that's not even something that's in our DNA. It's not in our uh, epigenetic uh, or genetic memory, but it, it mm-hmm. is in the genetic memory of the Eurasian. It shows, you know, really also on the African side, you know, we had food year-round, you know, a beautiful garden, okay, like a garden of Eden, you know, there were fruit right. trees and things all around. All you had to do was lean to the left and you get a, little, a few apples and lean to the right and get some peaches and then lean forward and get some uh, avocados and lean backwards and get some, you know, more fruit. And it wasn't hard to live there, you know, so they were able to to have a, a, a warmer uh, sense of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, personality, eat more easygoing, and they had more time to develop themselves and develop the sciences instead of having to fight every day for food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's made in different peoples. Uh, this is absolute. This is going to obviously be an ongoing conversation. I want you to come back on the show. Uh, we're going to have our live show with you next week. I can't wait. Uh, but we're going to we're going to be doing a, basically a series of of, of shows with this because there's so much uh, history to unpack, so many questions. And guess what? Here's a brother who has the answers. Uh, when is the new edition of the book uh, going to be uh, roughly available for people for, the, for them to uh, go out and get that? If I'm told from my publisher, the new edition will be out sometime in July. Fantastic. Okay, so that's just right around the corner. Fantastic. All right, we've been with Dr. Uh, David Imhotep, uh, uh, the first mm-hmm. uh, 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 person on this planet to receive uh, a doctorate specializing in ancient African history, understand ancient African history has never been a doctorate ever before. He created the doctorate. So you can now get a doctorate in ancient uh, African history. Thanks to Dr. David Imhotep. Love you, my brother. I didn't, I, I didn't create it. I was, I, 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 I helped. I, I had, I gave the impetus for these other um, um, 
um, professors to to put it together. Okay, so well, I didn't create it by myself. It was, you know, a teamwork thing with uh, these uh, professor at Union Institute. Of course, there's other doctors that there are other doctors that have to come in and 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 be able to verify that and 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 to honor that. But you're the first to have exactly, it. exactly, true, yeah. true. So yeah, as the, as the kids say, true that, true that. Uh, <laughs> so, so the book uh, is is uh, uh, the first Americans were Africans revisited. Revisit. Okay, so the uh, revisited because the first one was documented evidence. Now it's revisited. And right. I, how many more pages we have here? And oh, it's it's almost double. It's it's almost double size. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! All right. I appreciate you, Doc, coming on the show. Stick around with me in the green room, uh, in the in the audio green room, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Philippe Matthews Show Live. Take care, everybody. Bye.